This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Welcome to Ice Flame. Join us on another Star Wars adventure. Punch it, Chewie. Welcome, welcome to another week and another episode of Ike's Lane. I'm super excited to be back with you guys this week. And this week, we're going to dive into two topics. Uh, first off, I want to do a kind of a quick season-end review of Bad Batch Season 2. And then we're going to look at Mando, episode, Mando Season 3, Episode 5, The Pirate, and dive into that as well. But before we get going... Thanks for sticking with us. Sorry about last week. Um, life has been crazy. My wife and I have been doing going through some transitions. With um, we're transitioning jobs. We are potentially moving. Um, we have a lot of different things going on. Uh, my wife graduates with her master's, so we have a lot of uh, moving things right now in our life. And so um, that is why I couldn't make an episode last week. And I hope to be back and consistent here. Um, but just FYI, we got a lot of that coming up continuing here in the next week month or two so um hopefully we can be consistent that's my goal but if things don't happen that's why and i would do my best to get an episode out each week and be consistent and all that so uh we'll do our best on that thank you guys for being understanding and sticking with us through all that and uh being awesome listeners and being a part of what we do here at Ike's Flame. And so, to dive into this week, I want to dive in, like I said, to Bad Batch Season 2 to start with. And so, Bad Batch Season 2. Quite frankly, I was disappointed. Um, just right off the bat. I It was not what I was... Ex- I, like, we dabbled in some things. Like, we dabbled into the cloning stuff. We dabbled into, um, like, clo- the discharging of clones we dabbled into um, Omega's purpose and what she's doing and all this and how the Bad Batch is going to survive and but we never like concluded any of those I felt like we it, it was very it was very it was a struggle to get to that conclusion um, and they left everything very wide open very very wide almost too wide open for my liking um and i think i think like to end a season i feel like you have some have to have some type of conclusion to it and i feel like they didn't um like i'm okay with leaving things open-ended that way they can have another season but i feel like that's all they did was leave things open-ended and then we got no answers or conclusions in this season. And so it just felt like a lack of, like, I don't know, just a lack of things to keep people interested. Like, hey, like, I just don't want to watch a show that just goes on and we don't get much out of it. Like, I want to watch a show that has meat to it, that has uh, things we learn about the Empire and the Bad Batch. And, like, we didn't get near as much of that as I thought. Um, I think there were some really cool episodes. There were some neat ideas. Like, we had the pod racing episode. Like, um, the when they were taking doing the heist um, on Dooku's planet. Like, we had some cool things. Um, but just, like, when it comes down to, like, more like the nitty-gritty, I feel like we never got anywhere. And that was my struggle with the, this season of Bad Batch. And so... I don't know. Um, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are. I'd love to hear your thoughts, but that's kind of where I and I would rank 
rate this Bad Batch at like a six and a half out of ten, six to seven out of ten, probably more towards six. But like, it was above mediocre, but it wasn't great um, in my mind. And I know there's people out there that disagree with me. I know there's a lot of people on Instagram that I've seen and interacted with in the last couple days that say, "Hey, we loved it," um, and with everything that happened. But I just felt like there was a not much of a conclusion. And they left everything wide open, which I feel like you can't do when I'm not going to get an episode next week. And that's what I struggle with a Bad Batch. And so, I don't know. It's hard to do. I, I mean, I, I get you got to write and make all this happen. And it's kind of, it can be hard to do. But that's kind of how I felt with Bad Batch Season 2. And I think my issue with it, like I said, is it's open and I'm afraid that they're going to lose a lot of viewership, a lot of people interested in Bad Batch because it just kept going on and didn't get anywhere. Whereas, like, obviously I'm going to watch it because I'm a diehard Star Wars fan. Like, if there's any Star Wars con- content put out, I'm trying to consume it. But, for the average Joe that, like, oh, I really like Bad Batch, I really think these characters are cool, they may start losing interest because of that. Um, lack of conclusion to this episode and so I don't know like yeah like I said let me know what you guys think um, I'd love to hear that hear, hear from you guys on that but I just didn't think it was great um, and I think like when it comes to like concluding a show I don't know if you guys have seen um, National Treasure the TV show they put out last fall on Disney Plus I it was I will say it was I thought it was a very well done show me my wife and I have been watching it or we've watched it, but um, the end of that show, they did a great job. They, like, wrapped up the mission they were on really well. Like, you felt like there was um, closure to it, and, like, it was just well done. It was a good end of a story, but they also left a bit enough open for a season two of it. And so, but I feel like the Bad Patch just left everything open and had no closure. Uh, and that's what I struggled with. Like, especially now, like, with some of the things that happened, like, it left me, more, like, even more on a cliffhanger because we lost Tech. Um, tech, and with the Plan 99 and sacrificing himself, we lost Tech. Omega's with the Empire. Like, I, we don't, I mean, we have Hunter and Wrecker for sure in the Bad Batch. Crosshair, we don't really know. Like, he, yeah, I think he's probably going to defect from the Empire, but we don't really know what's happening from him. Like, we didn't even see him the last two episodes. Like, I, I was kind of caught off guard because we didn't see him the last two episodes. I was like, man, like, like shouldn't he be in this? Um, and we didn't get that. And then, like, we so, and then we have Echo. And Echo, I'm not, I, I know he came back to help the Bad Batch do this mission. I don't know if he's back with the Bad Batch, though. And so, like, in my mind, we have two for sure with Hunter and Wrecker. We have a third in Omega who is in captivity with the Empire. We have Echo who may be back with the Bad Batch, but I'm not sure. And then we have Crosshair who's technically still with the Empire. Um, maybe defecting, but we don't know. And, like, I think the fact that I'm saying I don't know a lot of these is part of the, like, also goes along with this idea that we, there wasn't closure to this season. Like, they didn't close the season out um, in any manner that helps me feel like I have answers. And I think that is my struggle. Um, that's my struggle with it. That's what I, like, I want to see different. Um, 
I want to see that closure. And I like I feel like they, they have to do a season three now. Um, there's no doubt about that, which I'm glad they're doing it. Probably going to be doing a season three. But I wanted more answers um, at the end of this. And so that was my, that's really my big struggle with this. Uh, and the other thing I will say, I think my struggle with this as well, um, is so we lost Tech. Tech is most likely dead, I'm assuming. Um, most likely we're not going to have another Star Wars revive of a character. <laughs> but Tech is most likely dead, and now we're never going to see the whole Bad Batch together. Um, I think season one we may saw it briefly but like we're never going to get omega wrecker tech hunter and crosshair all together we're not going to get the whole clan clone force 99 together to be a complete group of five working together i think that's one thing i'm kind of like i'm sad about like i was hoping we'd get to see that um and i don't think we're going to get that um obviously they could bring tech back somehow but i really hope they don't um, Star Wars has a thing for wanting to bring people back that are dead. Um, but, and I know I've seen people talk about that already. It's like, oh, they're going to, Tech somehow survived. They're going to revive them. They're going to bring them back and all this. So it's like, I don't know if I actually want that. Because um, we've had enough of that um, already in Star Wars. And I think sometimes when they do that more than once or multiple times or continue to do that, it takes the impact away after a while. Like, it makes it seem less awesome that Maul came back or and all that sort of thing. And so uh, that's just my thoughts on that. I don't know what you guys think. But, yeah, so Mad Batch Season 2, I'd love to hear what you guys think. Reach out on Instagram, TikTok. Uh, I, I thought it was decent. Um, like I said, not great. Um, my biggest struggle with the whole thing was the last few episodes. Like, I feel like they had the potential to do some awesome stuff in the last two episodes, and then it just didn't happen. I feel like I kept waiting and waiting and waiting, and I was still waiting uh, once the credits rolled. Um, and that kind of felt like where I was at. And it was a struggle, um, to say the least. Like, And like I said, I just didn't feel like there was any closure. Um, I know I said that probably ten times now already, but... There's just not much closure, and that was a struggle for me. So, that is Bad Batch Season 2. That's my thoughts briefly on Bad Batch Season 2. We're going to cram a lot in here because we didn't get to do last week's episode, and I want to chit-chat about a handful of things with you. And so, that is my thoughts on Bad Batch Season 2, end of the season review. So, with that said, we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about some Mandalorian Season 3 right after this break. We'll be right back with you. Hey, y'all. We are back with you, and we're going to talk about some Mandalorian Season 3. I'm super pumped to talk to you guys about this. Um, I specifically want to look at Episode 5. This last episode we just got this last week. Um, it was interesting. I liked it. Um, it. We got episode five, The Pirate. I'll be honest, I was a little disappointed. Um, I know I'm pretty negative today. Sorry about that, guys. Um, I promise I'll get a lot more positive here towards the end of this. Uh, talking about episode five here at The Mandalorian. But with that said, I... There, I was disappointed. The one th only thing I was really disappointed with in this episode... Um, and maybe it's just because I had super high hopes. I don't know. So, 
when the episode was called The Pirate, my first thought is, are we going to see a live-action Hondo? Um, which we did it. But that was my first thought. And I'm like, yay, this is going to be awesome. But uh, we didn't get it, um, which is okay. It was still a great episode. The Pirates we saw was really cool. I love the Pirate King. Um, his design, his make, kind of retro, kind of like... It was really cool um, to see that even his capital ship had kind of this like pirate ship feel to it, which was really cool with like the, the curves on the front and the back and how it moved. Like it was cool. Like the whole idea of the pirates in this episode was really cool. Um, and I love seeing Navarro. I loved how we got this interaction with um, the New Republic connecting to the Mandalorians, to the Din and the Mandalorian Covert coming to help Grief Karga on Navarro. And so, I think all that was pretty cool. I loved seeing that. It was really neat how they put all that together, how all that worked. Um, and I think, for me, the I'm going to say like three or four things I want to pull out of this episode, because I, like I said, I don't want to go too long, but is first off i the armor to me is very suspicious um and i've talked to some other people about this like the armor is up to something i don't know what they're up what she's up to but she is up to something that is um let's just say below standard um (laughs) maybe a little sketchy maybe breaking some Mandalorian code. I don't know, but she's up to something. And I am interested to see what that is. Um, and I also think like the interactions between the armor and Bo-Katan have been really interesting and in how she's like almost like, and I, I mentioned this to some guys yesterday, but like how they interact with like almost seems like they know each other like the armor has knows them or they have a history or at least they know the history um and of mandalore a little more and we get this i think also armor to me is very interesting for the fact that the armor is she has a little bit different helmet than everyone else she is um she has this like fur things i actually just saw something today somebody was talking like oh maybe she's from one of the Mandalorians that followed Maul because she has these little horns on her head and she's like the only one that has that, which interesting, interesting thought there. Um, and but I just feel like the armor is up to something and I don't know what that is. Um, and, I, and the other thing I talked about is like, um, and this kind of even goes back to what we talked about Bad Batch is I feel like they left a lot of loose ends in this episode which is great because we still got three episodes to close this out and I know they're going to do that well. And so like like we got the armor seeming a little sketchy. We have this pirate gang like where did they come from? Uh who are they answering to? Uh why like and we then we get to see some more new republic stuff, which the new republic is seems a little off to me. Um and like they didn't really want to help Navarro and they kind of had to go do their own thing and the uh the New Republic pilot went and found the Mandalorian covert through R5, which I thought was a cool callback. Um, but, like, it was a struggle. It wasn't, um, like, it, we didn't get answers, but we got a lot of questions. Like, where do the pirates come from? Where, um, yeah, what's the armor up to? And I think the thing, the other thing that struck me, too, is towards the end of this episode, we have Bo-Katan walk out 
with the armorer's permission, without her helmet on. Um, and no one shot her. Nobody fought her. Um, but they were okay with it. And it was interesting to see that, like, almost because armor said it was okay, it gave this extra authority, which I thought was interesting. I wasn't sure what to think about, and how like the Bo-Katan is now going to walk two ways, um, and to unite the Mandalorians. Um, and I, I want to see the Mandalorians united. I want to see them do this. And I think it'll be really cool to see that. But I just found that whole scenario that was a little weird. Um, and I wasn't sure what to make of it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was just odd. Uh, and so that was like the other thing. And then the last two things I want to talk about, um, and these are going to take probably a little bit of it, is we got to see Zeb. Um, we got to see Zeb, Gary Zeb Aurelius in live action and very briefly, but we have confirmation that it was Zeb in the post-credit scenes. And first off, it was just cool seeing Zeb. Uh, one, it was first off cool to see Lissot in live action. And the fact that it was Zeb was even cooler. And it was just, it was really neat. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like I could watch this, re rewatch this so many times. And I just thought it was amazing. I think like, even how they like, like the costume design for Zeb and all that was so well done uh, for live action. I thought it was amazing. Um, and I can't wait to hopefully see some more Zeb. Um, and that was the other thing I was like, that's a part of the reason, like, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, was that actually Zeb or was that just another Lassat that was in the New Republic Rebellion? Because it was such a short time frame that Zeb was on screen and so I think that kind of confused me a little bit but with confirmation that it's Zeb it definitely asked the question is why is Zeb there why do you show him in this scene where he interacts briefly at a bar with someone and do nothing else with it like obviously there has to be another connection I feel like whether that's introducing Hera, Soka, Ezra we have all the Thrawn stuff with the Soka series coming up. Like, it has to go somewhere. And I, I feel like it has to go somewhere with, like, the Ghost Crew and all that for Rebels, uh, the animated show. And so, I'm very intrigued. I think it's going to be all, like, I love the fact that they did that. They hinted at it. And I think this also goes back to, like, they, they have to be hinting at this stuff for the fact, I mean, honestly, even if it's just a post-credit scene at the end of episode 8, because for Ahsoka, because they showed Pergil. I think that was episode one. Like you can't just like not go back and touch on these things. And so I'm very intrigued to see what's going to happen with all that. Uh, I, I I love the fact that we got to see Zeb live action. Um, it was interesting. It was pretty cool. Uh, I thought it like his costume and all that was extremely well done. Like I said, and I think it's leading somewhere. Um, and the last thing I want to talk about is the last scene that we got uh, with the Lambda-class shuttle that has been uh, wrecked or, like, um, boarded and people have taken off. And this idea that Moff Gideon is now free from the Empire and then that we got this little piece of Mandalorian... Um, armor stuck in the side of the ship and all this and so I think that is interesting as well um, another remnants of like 
what's next? Another question. It just opened up another can of worms and where are they going with this? And so, like, I'm excited to see all of that as well. And I think one thing I'm I'm interested in, I'm excited about with this, um, and I've said this before, like, I know Moff Gideon was captured and sent to, like, New Republic Tribunal and all this, or that's where he's supposed to end up. Like, I think it's the idea, like, I knew Moff, like, Moff Gideon is too good of a villain not to bring back in. And so, honestly, I was surprised we hadn't seen Moff Gideon yet. And we still haven't, technically, but we have heard about him again and where he's his whereabouts. And so I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, I'm kind of surprised it took till episode five to get there. But we still got three episodes left, and I'm excited to see what they do with that and where Moff Gideon's going. And uh, so... I don't know what that looks like. I also think, and this was brought up to me as well, is like that we're getting to start to see, and I love how they're doing this. They're bringing in glimpses of the First Order and how the First Order rises. And like, we haven't had the First Order directly named, but you kind of get this impression that we're going to get to see how the First Order comes to power. And we get glimpses of that and what happens to that. And I think that'll be really, really interesting to see what that looks like. Um, and so... I like. I really think we may get somebody like, well, like if we have Moff Gideon, like who does Moff Gideon answer to? Is he answering to Thrawn? Is he answering to Admiral Pride, of uh, somebody of that sort? And I think I talked about this in a pre-episode of The Mandalorian season three a month or so ago. But like, where is all this going? And I think this really points us in that direction. Um, and I think the other thing that's interesting as well with this is the little piece of Beskar that is left in the ship. Um, and somebody brought this up, the fact that Mandalorians wouldn't just leave a piece of Beskar. Um, and I also think just to find a fragment of Beskar is a little weird too, like, left in the side of it. Like, Beskar just doesn't break off. Like, it doesn't, like, that's like your, like, thigh plate that is Beskar just chips and gets stuck. Like, it just, that just doesn't seem to be how Beskar works. And so, I think it's, that in that aspect like it doesn't make sense for that and so um really i love this idea that somebody is setting up the mandalorians to look like they broke out moff gideon um and i don't know who that would be somebody that don't want doesn't want the mandalorians to rise to power and obviously the mandalorians could do that and they're kind of trying to do that so somebody that knows about that, that doesn't want that um, I like even if I know I mentioned earlier the idea that the armor is doing some seems to be up to something like is she the one that set this up for some reason or another um, whether that's to bring Moff Gideon into trial for themselves instead of the new public doing that whether that is she wants to rise to power instead of Bo-Katan like what like I don't, I don't know what that looks like, but I, I would just be... I'm very intrigued to see what comes of that. Like, I think there's a lot of possibilities, a lot of good stuff that could be done with that. And I am excited to see where this goes. So, like I said, I always love to hear from you guys on Instagram, Twitter, or not Twitter, TikTok, um, email, all that good stuff. So, reach out. I want to hear your thoughts. I am... Su- like. I, I, I've said this at the beginning of season, of season three. I think this is going to be the best episode of season three we get. 
I, or best episode of Mandalorian we, or season of Mandalorian we get. Shoo, if I can talk right now. Um, the best season of Mandalorian we will get so far, and it's going to be these last three episodes, I think, are going to be a roller coaster. Um, they got a lot of pieces to put together, but knowing Dave Filoni and that crew, they're going to do it. Um, and so I'm super excited for that. So I hope you guys are too, and I would love to interact with you guys and see what you guys think that is coming. Um, I think it's going to be really good and really fun. Um, and as we end today, uh, I, we got, there is, um, uh, there's, we got Star Wars Celebration, um, coming up next, or this weekend. Um, so go, if you're going to Star Wars Celebration, reach out, let me know. I'd love to hear about it. Um, I am not going personally, not able to this year. Um, and, but I know Mike uh, from Genuine Chit Chat. I actually recorded a podcast with him the other day. He's going. I know there's some other people going. So go hang out. Go enjoy being with Star Wars nerds and enjoying some Star Wars. I kind of hope we also get some really interesting Star Wars news here in the next week or so. That comes out of Star Wars Celebration. So as I know more stuff and we learn, I'll be putting that out to you guys as well what comes out of star wars celebration and anything of that nature which i'm super excited to see um what may come of that uh but other thing i want to say if you guys enjoy listening to ike's flame if you guys uh love this i want to challenge you to do two things this week um if you don't follow me on tiktok or instagram go follow me ike's flame a star wars adventure and secondly, and maybe more importantly, if you like this enough, you love it, you're like, man, I really love the co- this content, go tell somebody about it. Tell somebody else that would enjoy it. I challenge you guys, just one person, go tell them, tell them to go listen, tell them to get involved, um, and uh, tell them about Ike's Wave this week. Um, that is my challenge for you guys this week. As I love this community, it's a great community, and enjoy doing Star Wars and learn about Star Wars and engaging in Star Wars with all of you. So thank you guys for how you guys support us and do all that you do. So as we like to say here on Ike's Flame, light the fire. Have a great week. <laughs>